What does it mean to connect to your future at Lake Michigan College? They connect you to your future opportunities. They partner with local industries and employers, ensuring their programs align to the needs of the community's workforce. Lake Michigan College can help you get to the future you want. Visit lakemichigancollege.edu. WSJM News Now. This is the 5 o'clock news block on News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM. Brought to you by the Town Crier Wire. In the newsroom, I'm Andrew Green. Congressman Bill Heisinger is glad to be back to work now that the U.S. House has selected a speaker after a three-week impasse. Mike Johnson, a lesser-known representative, was named the speaker with broad support from the Republican caucus. With many remarking on Johnson's farther right leanings, we asked Heisinger if the hard right elements of the House forced Johnson on the moderates. No, no, not at all. Because if you look at the folks that either weren't here or did vote for certification like myself, we are all very, very comfortable with Mike. And he is literally a professor of the Constitution. Heisinger says Johnson's a good pick coming off several votes that saw better known representatives rejected. I had kind of predicted this that if we didn't have any one of our sort of headliners, Steve Scalise and Tom Emmer and Jim Jordan, be able to take the helm here, it was going to be someone kind of outside of our normal leadership. Heisinger says Johnson has pledged to ensure there will be no more stalemates that nearly shut the government down. In fact, he says the main job of the House right now is to get to work on appropriations bills to avoid a shutdown next month. The Berrien County Board of Commissioners has accepted grants to fund the county's specialty courts for another year. At a meeting today, the commission, without comment, accepted the grants totaling $422,000 from the state court administrator's office for the Drug Treatment Court, the Mental Health Court, and the Swift Insure Sanctions Probation Program. Berrien County Specialty Court Manager Ellen Moore tells us the programs were started about 15 years ago to address the root issues that cause an offender to be caught in the system. The overall intent is to try to deal locally better with the needs that people have so that they don't just keep going back through the courts, creating crime for the community to deal with. Moore says the mental health court, for example, helps keep the community safe by addressing the particular needs of someone enrolled. The people that we're helping have a serious and persistent mental health diagnosis that we've confirmed. So it really helps the community deal with things in a better way. If we can put around that person the professional support they need. The drug treatment court is similar, seeking to help offenders get and stay clean so they don't get into more trouble. The Swift Insure Sanctions Program is an intensive probation program for felony offenders identified as high risk. Moore says the Drug Treatment Court has helped more than 140 offenders. The Mental Health Court has helped a similar number, and Swift Insure has about 100 enrolled at any given time. More than half of the county roads in Berrien County are in poor condition, according to standards set by the Pavement Surface Evaluation and Rating System. Berrien County Road Department Director Mark Heiliger spoke to the County Board of Commissioners today. He reviewed the department operations in 2023 and talked about efforts to get more of the county's mileage in good shape. Heidegger said the department rates the roads on the PACER scale each September. If you go on our website, you can go into a section called Maps, and we actually have the entire county mapped out, and the roads are color-coded red, green, and yellow to identify what where it stands on the PACER. Red on the PACER scale means bad, and of Berrien County's roads, 541 miles are bad, 231 miles are yellow or fair, and 176 miles are green or good. Heilberger said that doesn't sound too impressive, but the red on the map is leveling off. The county's goal is to get most of the roads in either good or fair shape. He noted the county this year repaved or reconstructed just under 30 miles of road and worked with townships to help improve conditions.
Former Berrien County Commissioner Ezra Scott is seeking a new local office. He talked to the county board today. I have filed my paperwork and I am running for drain commissioner for Berrien County. Earlier during a committee of the whole meeting, Scott criticized some drain projects that were included in the requisitions being considered by the commission. He previously announced a bid for U.S. Senate back in June and also ran as a third-party candidate for the House of Representatives last year, losing to Congressman Tim Wahlberg. As a county commissioner, Scott represented New Buffalo and worked on coastal erosion issues, traveling to Washington to seek support for mitigation projects. Set for this Saturday and Sunday is the annual Whirlpool Appliance Sale to benefit the United Way of Southwest Michigan. The United Way's Jennifer Tomshack tells us there will be more than 350 brand new appliances for sale at discounts of up to 40%. They might be different lines that were discontinued or for whatever reason aren't going out through the usual channels, but they're all still new and in perfect shape. Tom Shack says that all proceeds from the sale will go to the United Way. It's a significant fundraiser for the Whirlpool Corporation's employee United Way campaign. The sale will be from 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. Saturday and 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. Sunday at the Benton Harbor Technology Center on Riverview Drive. For another $100, buyers can have their purchases delivered within a 15-mile radius. All the major appliances come with a full one-year warranty. All proceeds from the sale will benefit the United Way of Southwest Michigan. Benton Harbor City Commissioners are not fans of a proposal to have the City of St. Joseph provide water to the city while a maintenance project is done at the Benton Harbor Water Plant. Jason Marquardt of Abenmarsh told the Benton Harbor Planning and Economic Development Committee this week the reservoir needs to be drained and inspected, leaving Benton Harbor with no water. The idea is to connect with St. Joe for a roughly 10-day period while that's done. In an emergency situation, St. Joseph can supply the city of Benton Harbor with water. A couple years ago, when that break happened on 8th Street, one of the things that people were thinking about looking at doing was to open the St. Joseph Interconnect and supply Benton Harbor with water. That wasn't done at the time because St. Joe doesn't put phosphate into its water while Benton Harbor does. Markhart says the phosphate is added to mitigate lead issues. The idea for the upcoming project, though, is to add the chemicals to water as it's pumped in from St. Joe. However, committee chair Dwayne Seats opposed the entire idea of connecting to St. Joseph. Who's in charge of giving us these options? You know, I'm asking the question, who's in charge of giving us the options where we want to have opened up? Markhart said the city could connect to Benton Township, but the contractor felt St. Joe would be easier. Seats said establishing a connection with St. Joseph would be the first step towards St. Joe taking over the water in Benton Harbor. He said he wouldn't support a connection with St. Joseph. The full city commission could consider the issue next month. The Berrien County Board of Commissioners is disappointed to see legislation stripping away local control of the zoning for renewable energy projects move forward in the Michigan legislature. At a meeting today, Commissioner Julie Werfel said she was recently briefed by Madeline Fata with the Michigan Association of Counties on talks in Lansing to give the Michigan Public Service Commission authority over large solar and wind projects. To all of our disappointments, Madeline did testify before the committee from MAC, and she also made several attempts to negotiate on how to better handle this before that bill was moved out of committee, and it all fell on deaf ears. The county commission this month approved a resolution expressing its opposition to any loss of local control. Werfel said state lawmakers showed no interest in having county governments involved in the approval of large renewable energy projects. A Senate committee approved that plan this afternoon. And the Michigan Department of Environment, Great Lakes and Energy has announced a grant for the Southwest Michigan Planning Commission to work with two Berrien County communities on water issues. Eagle says the commission will receive just under $51,000 to assist Benton Harbor with creating a green stormwater infrastructure framework. 
It'll also use the money to promote resiliency concepts in the city of Bridgman, along with zoning reviews. In all, Eagle this week announced more than $645,000 statewide for 11 projects aimed at coastal resiliency. The goal is to increase knowledge of coastal risks by providing capacity to conduct research, out obtain technical assistance, create resiliency plans and frameworks, and offering workshops. WSJM News now continues with your Bloomberg report. WSJM News now continues, brought to you by Imperial Furniture in Dwajak, where furniture shopping is fun. The hunt is on for a mass shooter in Maine. ABC's Andy Field has the latest. Mr. Card is considered armed and dangerous, and police advise that Maine people should not approach him under any circumstances. That's Maine Governor Janet Mills describing suspected shooter Robert Card to Lewiston and surrounding town residents and asking them to stay out of public places until they capture the man they think killed 18 people and wounded 13 others last night. ABC News contributor John Cohen on the challenge of finding a skilled military marksman. He knows how to use those firearms in a way to Uh, present a lethal threat. He also has probably received some type of training in survival skills that would allow him to survive within uh, the rural areas of Maine. Those shootings took place in a Lewiston area bowling alley and bar. State and federal authorities have set up roadblocks and are searching wilderness in Maine. Andy Field, ABC News. The desperate manhunt in Lewiston, Maine, continues for Robert Card, the suspect in last night's shooting. ABC's Karen Travers has a reaction from President Biden. President Biden, in a statement, says there has been progress made on gun safety through the Bipartisan Safer Communities Act he signed last year and the two dozen executive actions he's taken. But he says, quote, it's simply not enough. The president urges Republican lawmakers to work with him and congressional Democrats to pass legislation banning assault weapons and high-capacity magazines, enact universal background checks, require safe storage of guns and end immunity from liability for gun manufacturers. President Biden saying, quote, this is the very least we owe every American who will now bear the scars, physical and mental, of this latest attack. Karen Travers, ABC News, the White House. Israel says it carried out a significant raid overnight, sending tanks and troops into the northern Gaza Strip. The IDF says they killed militants and terror infrastructure during several hours and then returned to Israeli territory. We may see more of these raids as Israel delays its massive ground offensive. ABC's Jordana Miller has more from Jerusalem. Israel holding off on its ground offensive in the Gaza Strip, with top officials here now referring to it as, quote, the next stage of the war. Sources telling ABC News several factors behind the delay, chief among them efforts to secure the release of 224 hostages taken by the terror group Hamas, among them at least nine Americans. Waiting before going into Gaza, also giving Israel and the U.S. more time to prepare for all military options. Jordana Miller, ABC News, Jerusalem. During a White House briefing today, President Biden's top economic advisor, the director of the National Economic Council, Lael Brainerd praised the latest GDP numbers. GDP grew by 4.9% in the third quarter, even as core PCE inflation on a quarterly basis fell to 2.4%, its lowest level in nearly three years. That strong economy is a testament to the resilience of American consumers and American workers supported by President Biden's plan. 
Survivors of the Pacific hurricane that killed at least 27 people as it devastated Acapulco spent today searching for acquaintances and necessities. They hope that aid arrives quickly following Hurricane Otis. Resentment grew in impoverished neighborhoods. Residents worry that the Mexican government attention will go to repairing tourism infrastructure instead of helping those in need. And more details and a release date are now known for what's being called the last Beatles song. More from ABC's Jason Nathanson. The Beatles made countless classic songs in their short time together, and now we know one more is coming next week, November 2nd. It'll be called Now and Then, with a 12-minute documentary about the making of the song premiering on YouTube a few hours before the song is released. We're told Now and Then takes vocals and some instrumentation from a demo recorded by John Lennon in the late 70s, mixed with guitar parts from George Harrison from 1995, with Paul McCartney and Ringo Starr finishing the song in 2022. Both men say the process was quite emotional. Jason Athens and ABC News, Hollywood.